Footballers DFS podcast coming to you from the draft studios with your hosts Mike Wright, Ben Cummins, and Chris Meany. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. This is the Fantasy Footballers DFS podcast. I'm your host, Mike, the fantasy hitman, right? Oh, you beautiful people. I hope you had a, a fantastic week. A fantastic week, too, playing some DFS, FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever your delight may be. I hope you had a good weekend and came up in the green. I hope we were a little bit part of that as well. I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-hosts with the co-mosts. I guess that means I have the regular mosts, not the co. Chris Meany, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. This is an interesting week, Mike. Uh, we got four games with totals of at least 50 points. There's going to be some high scoring. Uh, and, and I just love the just taking a, stra- a different strategy and a different approach of trying to build some lineups, including the primetime games, the Sunday night game, the Patriots Ooh. and the Lions, and the Monday night game, the two <laughs> number one teams offensively in football. Uh, no joke, Tampa Bay and, of course, the Steelers. Absolutely, and we are joined as well by Mr. Ben Cummins. How are you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Mike. I'd just like to start again in another week with Michael Thomas season, and I don't even think it's season anymore. I think we need to go to seasoning, and it's, it's like some Michael cayenne Thomas pepper spice is what Michael Thomas oh, has got going oof, on right now. So good. He is, he is absolutely spicy. unstoppable and dominant these days. Thank you for joining the podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Have a seat if you are standing. If you are, I guess, running on the treadmill, you may continue to do so. I would not advise sitting on a treadmill. I hear that that leads to horrific injury. My knee's still banged up from that. (laughs) I tried to tell you, Chris Meany. Don't be sitting down on the treadmill. That's not how you do it. Uh, But the way that this show works, we, we walk ourselves through some of our favorite cash lineup picks some of our favorite tournament plays stacks and then we give our teams we we like to go head to head to head kind of shows you a little bit of how we are building a lineup approaching it give our process uh and i want to tell everyone about because we have been forgetting to talk about it on the podcast every sunday morning mr ben cummins is streaming live on periscope from his twitter account follow him at Ben Cummins FF and every Sunday morning. What time do you do that at, Ben? That is 90 minutes before game time. There you go. So that math should be easy. There's no <laughs> time conversions there. 90 minutes before the morning kickoff. 1130 jump in with ben, Eastern. Get some last-minute advice. Have a good time. Speaking of a good time, Chris Meany, he's got a wicked, wicked good Twitter game over there at Chris Meany. You can follow me at FF Hitman, without any further ado, fellas, you ready to talk cash yes, sir. game lineups? Yes. Straight cash, homie. Speaking of straight cash, homie, this dude has been straight cash. He was in my lineups last week, if you fellas remember. Oh, yeah. Ben, Patrick Mahomes, he's really expensive now, but are you building lineups 
around the young buck. I am. I am. And, uh, you know, there was a... I knew you were because I was sitting up. That's called teeing it up, Ben. <laughs> there was a little bit of hesitation after week one just because a couple of those touchdowns were a little fluky. You know, they're, they're tapping that pass the up tap in Kansas pass. City. Tap uh, that pass. You know, as, long, as well as Sean McVay out in L.A. So, you know, that's what the cool kids are doing. So that's what I want to do. Um, and then we saw Mahomes just continue to explode in a great matchup. And, you know, I had a little hesitation, but... You kind of just have to decide at, at this point with some players, like, are you going to continue to be stubborn? And, uh, you know, they're they're too expensive now, so I'm not going to pay up for them. It seems kind of like a Deshaun Watson situation from last year where no matter how expensive he is, when the matchup is really nice, especially we haven't even seen Mahomes get a start at home yet. And Kansas City has really solid home field advantage. And now they get to play in this crazy over-under game. I think it's like 56 or something now. Great matchup against the 49ers pass defense. Matt Stafford found success last week. So, I mean, I'm just buying in at this point. And it's not hard for me to do. I don't think it's hard for many people to do because he was my favorite quarterback going into that draft class. I love his physical tools. We're seeing him put it all together. And I think it's pretty obvious now that Alex Smith's amazing 2017 season was due to Andy Reid and the weapons that he had around him. And so, you know, you put Mahomes in and it's like maybe he doesn't blow up like he did last week, but he's a pretty safe bet to pay off in cash if you can find those other plays. And I think we'll get to a couple other options that you can like. Yeah. Um, and then real quick, let's hit him low with Blake Bortles. He was a guy that I kind of started looking at later in the week just because I struggled with the pricing last week as everybody jumped up. And Bortles was a little bit cheaper, ends up having a great game. Wish I would have went with him because his price, at least on DraftKings, is still at $5,600. And he has a pretty good matchup at home against Tennessee. Leonard Fournette, not 100%. That seems to help Bortles a little bit. And in cash, Bortles provides rushing floor. He's had at least 35 rushing yards in back-to-back -back games. And that correlates with what we saw last year. He is a guy that does put up some rushing um, you know, upside to help your cash game floor. It's not just some. I mean, Bortles is among the historical leaders in yards per carry yeah. at the quarterback position. The guy is far more athletic. He's a far better quarter the quarterback than people give him credit for. And I, my commentary for Blake Bortles is put Leonard Fournette on watch. Make sure you're paying attention because I'm with Ben. When Leonard Fournette is out for whatever reason – they feel like they can just stomp on people's throats and just keep the pressure on. They they figured it out against New England instead of turtling, which that's how they lost in the playoffs yeah. where they thought, okay, mm -hmm. we'll just grind it out with Leonard Fournette running into nine-man boxes. They said, let's let our franchise quarterback win the game, and that paid huge dividends for fantasy players. Chris Meany at the cash game quarterback slot. Who are you putting in there? I just want to, you know, talk a little bit about more about Mahomes just for a second. I mean, oh, fine, let's talk about <laughs> Patrick get, Mahomes. Like, you know, it's it's like you G mentioned his price, yeah, and you mentioned his price. And Ben, I just want to get your thoughts on what you think. You know, will he be a contrarian play now in GPP? Probably not this early in the season because he's had ten touchdowns in two right. games, and no one's ever done that to start the season. But sometimes it's contrarian to pay up for the highest price sure. quarterback. 
um, in tournaments. And I just wonder, you know, getting your thoughts, maybe it's just too crazy to fade him, but he's probably going to be pretty chalky in tournaments right off. Yeah, I do think so. And that's kind of why I threw out, like, you don't really have to worry about that in cash. Um, even though he costs a lot and it does make sense to pay down at quarterback, you look at the spot and like you said, meaning like you're trying to get exposure to these primetime games because they're great games as well well on the main slate they're not in there so it reduces the amount of high upside games even though you know i love new orleans and atlanta but i think there's still going to be a lot of people jumping at that so it's going to be a little chalky in tournaments so we'll talk about some pivots but uh um, still a great play i think it's a fantastic uh, movie yeah if contrarian uh ownership percentages trying to get a handle on that i just want to give a Quick shout out to the Buzz Report, yes. which is part of the Ultimate DFS Pass, and I'm taking a look as of right now of this recording. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the number one trending player on social media when it comes to DFS. So the people who are playing DFS, the people who are talking it, are are favoring Patrick Mahomes. So I expect him to be heavily owned when it comes to tournaments and the Buzz Report. All this information, all of these fellas, these beautiful fellas, and their their picks. Our premium resource is the Ultimate DFS Pass. I encourage everyone listening to this to just jump on there, check it out, see if it's for you. It's the best value in all of daily fantasy sports. One low price for the entire season. Uh, we also have an article every week from Jake Seeley, renowned renowned in the fantasy industry for being one of the most accurate analysts in the history of the sports. Uh, the Vegas reports, game lines, uh, what a tool that I love is the value comparison where I can see, yes. okay, I love Patrick Mahomes. Where should I play? Should I play FanDuel or DraftKings? Where am I going to get the better deal? Yes. So th- there's a ton of stuff. Check it out, ultimatedfspass.com. Chris Meany, let's yes. talk about your quarterbacks. Let's stop talking about <laughs> Patrick Mahomes and how amazing Patrick Mahomes is. I, Reed knew what he was doing, right? Andy Reed, we could <laughs> applaud him for once for knowing what he was doing. They traded yeah. up and they traded Alex Smith and they got Mahomes in there. He's definitely the number one cash quarterback this week, but much like, you know, you were just talking about values and different sites and we were talking a little bit about Blake Bortles. Cam Newton, again, I brought this up before in the podcast, is that he's just safe in cash because he already has 100 rushing yards on the ground. That's an average, obviously, of 50 per game that's starting with a touchdown i've said this before you're starting when you put cam newton in your lineup you're already starting with four points fantasy points whether it's on DraftKings or FanDuel. and on DraftKings, i think there's some value to be had with cam newton he's only six thousand dollars there so back to back the first week you saw mediocre cam 161 yards no passing touchdowns still a decent floor, a good amount of points. And then last week, you kind of see that ceiling with him over 350 yards passing, three touchdowns. He's got the rushing touchdown already. I don't want to have a quarterback in my cash game that's going to just throw a stinker up. And if Cam does, I still going to get, I'm going to get double digit points. So I like Cam in that spot. And then, you know, this one may be a little risky for some people because, you know, for one, Minnesota is going to blow out Buffalo. It's, it's the biggest spread of the week, 16 and a half. It's probably even going to climb even more than that. Buffalo has shown nothing offensively and nothing defensively. There is a little bit of a fear. I have it myself. I'll be honest that the defense could just get a lot of points and maybe they run with, with Cook. Maybe he's not 100%, doesn't seem it, and even a lot of Latavius Murray, I think. Yeah, I think Latavius Murray is yes, a sneaky, yes. sneaky play to come in and clean up. I, I, I 100% feel that he's going to be well, involved in fourth Cook quarter. But plays. at the same time, yeah, if he doesn't play, then Latavius oh. is a free square. Yep. you got to play him. Um, but f- even still, if the defense and they run the ball in the fourth, I still think 
Cousins and company. He's going to get his he's going to get his yards and his points and his touchdowns. They're going to put up 30 plus points in this game. That's a given. So I, I think Cousins is safe. They've allowed the Buffalo Bills that is three passing touchdowns in both weeks. Uh, that that stat is coming from the top of my head, Chris Meany. If you're able to, to vet that one, and and rushing touchdowns too, right? right? Like all I mean, over, all three Baltimore backs got a touchdown on them in Week One, and and they didn't look good last week against the Chargers backs. Like it's it's really really rough up there in <laughs> Buffalo land, and it, it's working out for Minnesota. They took a risk on having a Super Bowl contending team throwing a completely guaranteed contract at Kirk Cousins but thus far through two weeks it looks like money well spent Mm -hmm. speaking of money well spent Ben Cummins yes sir what kind what who are you spending money on for your your uh cash game yeah I love me some underpriced workhorse running backs at home and on teams that are favored to win the game and that's exactly what we have with Mr. Kareem Hunt and Mr. Oh, I love Lamar it. Miller. Cream Hunt only six thousand dollars. Lamar Miller only five thousand dollars. And they just haven't blown up yet, which I think is why they're kind of priced where they are. But if you look at the usage, it's still there. Hunt saw twenty point nine opportunities per game last season. He's seeing eighteen opportunities per game this season. Like you know, I already touched on the Chiefs are finally at home, which is why I like to play running backs in general a little bit. Good matchup. They're favored. Uh, They were when I wrote the article by six and a half points. And then Lamar Miller, a similar situation. He hasn't blown up and we know how he can be. But in cash at only five thousand dollars at home against the Giants, where, uh, you know, Eli Manning is kind of just that standing car salesman blow up thing where he's just getting thrown all over the place, falling (laughs) down. I mean, I, th- I feel very good about the Texans controlling this game to a certain extent. Miller has averaged 19 opportunities per game to start the year. We know Dante Foreman's banged up, and the Giants were not good against the run last year. So these guys, I'm, I like to throw in, and then, you know, especially if you're playing on DraftKings, you can still go get a Gurley or a Camara or a Michael Thomas and throw them in your flex um, and, and still lock down these nice salary affordable plays. Yeah, it, look, Patrick Mahomes is great. I mean, this is one of the best openings we've ever seen. He's he's not going to throw 80 touchdowns. Right. He's and, <laughs> and Kansas City is not going to have all their touchdowns scored and through the air. And this is exactly touchdowns why are, I like are coming. Hunt not only right. in cash but in tournaments yeah. because his price just is so perfect in such a great matchup. And, you know, we saw it with Travis Kelsey last week, and, you know, we touched on it on the Periscope. Yeah, we Sunday talked about morning. both of those yeah, guys like being great tournament players. back and be the guy, and that that yeah. could be Kareem Hunt this week, and so he makes sense in all formats. All right, Chris, Love who it. you got? Yeah, and there's this stink in the fantasy community about Lamar Miller, too. I mean, the guy's fourth in rushing yards, seventh in carries. He's played 77% of the snaps, the sixth most. And then I, I tweeted that the other day, and and again, just negative response. Well, he gets his you know his red zone rushing attempts taken from him. He has six compared to Alfred Blue. Like, no, like he's fine. It just... People get upset that he doesn't blow up, but he has that potential to do so. So I love that pick, Ben. And I'm going with Jordan Howard as one of my guys. Yeah, I like this pick a lot. This is just... It's partly Howard and then Arizona. I mean, they ran one play last. Correct me if I'm wrong. I watched the game. They ran one play in the offensive zone last week. One. They've only ran eight plays in the red zone all year. They did not pass the 50 until the last minute of the game. 
it's resulted in huge days for opposing running backs so far this season. The Cardinals are allowing the most fantasy points of running backs, and it's not even close. They've allowed a league-high four rushing touchdowns, the fifth most rushing yards. Howard is the clear-cut number one guy. There's already talk about getting him more involved. He has eight catches so far this season. I really do think that he can hit that 50 mark, so it's an added bonus if you're playing on FanDuel. I think Chicago's going to have their way uh, with Arizona this week. And then Tevin Coleman, last week, you know, we got... The we talk about free square. I know Ben, you bring that up a lot and, and the price was, there was a discount there. Yeah. Now you got to pay up just slightly a little bit because it looks like Freeman's probably going to be sidelined again. And for Tevin Coleman, he's not priced still as an RB one. And he's just shown that every single time he's he is an RB one on his team. Right. Yeah. I mean, so last week, 107 yards on 16 attempts. He caught all four of his balls. And I was looking last year at just his play without Freeman. So he finished with double digit carries, only five times in 2017, but he had at least 19 carries in the two games, mostly three because Freeman left early in one game uh, last season. And he had 36% of his rushing yards, Coleman, in those three games that Freeman was sidelined and four of his five touchdowns came in those games as well. So he's just shown absolute awesomeness when he's given the opportunity. So I'm, I'm like, I have no problem plugging him in and what is a high total. Sure, man. I'm all about it. I'm all about that Tevin Coleman life if freeman is out coleman is in it's it's a pretty automatic scenario moving over to the wide receiver position (laughs) ben (laughs) ben uh what wide receiver do you like allow me to wax poetically a little bit about michael thomas uh 20 okay fine (laughs) 28 catches on 30 targets and it's just it's just a spot i mean um you're gonna have to pay up for him but uh, you know, you're going to want to get at least one or two of these studs in your lineup, whether it's cash, whether it's tournaments, whatever, to kind of uh, give you that that high upside and that floor that's going to help some of your cheaper plays ball out. You know, we've talked about the injuries in Atlanta, Keon O'Neal in that secondary, and the Saints are just lining up Michael Thomas a ton in the slot. And that that just makes, you know, I talk all the time about I love slot receivers. Well, how about Michael Thomas of all slot receivers to a certain extent playing with Drew Brees? In a game with a very high over-under, when I wrote the article, um, it was at 53.5 points. Um, And they are on the road in this one, which changes it up a little bit. But they're still in a dome in Atlanta. And then to save a little bit of money, Nelson Aguilar makes so much sense. Now Mike Wallace is hurt. They're bringing in Jordan Matthews. Alshon Jeffrey doesn't sound ready. I liked Aguilar's price last week, and I warmed up to him as the week went on. But there were kind of so many guys in that 6,000 range that I liked. Well, some prices have changed a little bit, but Aguilar's still sitting there at 6,100 at home in a very good matchup against the Colts. You get Ginger Jesus back. Shout out to uh, local Philly radio here, touting Ginger Jesus. And um, I just think that it's volume, it's matchup, and he gets his good quarterback back as well. Fantastic. Fantastic takes on Michael Thomas. All we hear about is Michael Thomas. (laughs) He's he's pretty good. eh? I'm just giving him crap. (laughs) I've... Look, I have so I've I don't have Michael Thomas anywhere on any of my season long teams, and it makes me so sad because I was I don't either I was driving you the know, Michael Thomas like, train. I have him this, in best ball this entire. That's what's the best yeah. thing about DFS is you can play him every that's, week if you want. He's exactly, exactly, right. exactly right. Exactly, Chris. All right, uh, moving on. Chris, who you got? So, yeah, I'm going to put dealing with Cousins, obviously. Uh, I've already talked oh, a lot about like Cousins. Oh, stack attack, <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, you, this has been the best stack 
most consistent one to start the season. I mean, Thielen and Diggs have outscored Juju and Brown, and it's these guys are just going to get theirs all the time. But a lot of people want to, you know, just plug in Diggs. He's usually a little bit more expensive, but Thielen, I feel like, has just been forgotten about, and he leads yeah. Minnesota in targets, catches, and yards. He has 32% of the target share, ranks 10th overall in the NFL. So I have no problem rolling Thielen out this week. And then an entire kill. I never thought this early I'd suggest right. him in cash. Like He's usually he's so boom or bust, but Mahomes, everything that's going on there with, with Patrick Mahomes in this offense and the high total we've already talked about a ton. Uh, 14 targets, 12 catches, 259 yards, three touchdowns. Over on Fandle as, as the most... FanDuel points uh, on the year. You get that bonus, of course, on DK. Michael Thomas is leading that that category, but I just want a piece of this game, and I just sure. think it's pretty safe. The, I, I, I cannot argue against uh, what Tyreek Hill has been able to do thus far. Uh, my one hesitation is maybe it's just anomalous, uh, talking about last year and his rookie season, but Tyreek Hill performs much better on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh and so it, it, it's probably anomalous because Tyreek Hill is a fantastic football player and Mahomes is is nuclear hot, so it's hard to go away. That's just just my observation there is uh, Tyreek Hill, it, he's, he's a road guy, so let's, let's see if he can come through at home. At the tight end position, Ben. I know it's easy to roll with Kelsey. We're talking about all the the different Chiefs. Don't hate you there if you go with him at all. But let's hit him high, hit him low like we usually do. And Ertz makes a ton of sense too. Had a great game last week in a good matchup. Again, Carson Wentz is back, Ginger Jesus. Ertz Ertz has 23 targets through two games, which is ninth most in the league. Um, And we saw that volume last year as well. Very good matchup. So if you're paying up at tight end, Ertz makes a ton of sense as well. And then I, I'm looking at Kyle Rudolph's price, especially on draft Really? Games. And I know we're talking about all the Vikings as well, but Rudolph at 4,100 um, in a game where, you know, Meany already touched on it. Yes, the Vikings are probably going to blow them out, but you have to put up points and have offensive success in order for the blowout to happen. And I think that means Kirk Cousins has a lot of success before he gets benched or what you you never know how a game is going to go. And Rudolph at that price is pretty solid. And the tight end position is one where you kind of want to pay down a little bit if you can. Good matchup. Put up a good game last week as well. Uh, I think he's a solid play at that price tag. Now, Meany, you're going to talk about Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to put you on the spot here uh, because obviously we'd like to differentiate we want to talk about different guys we don't want to just yeah, yeah. all pick the same player but Travis Kelsey on DK for 6700 or Zach Ertz for 6800 I would go I would go Ertz okay yeah I would go sure. Ertz Ertz there I'd spend that extra little bit of money um on and 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 even on um FanDuel there's a difference of $500. Ertz is $500 cheaper. So, like, Ertz is the play there. I, I just feel like, yeah, obviously, I'm going to tell you guys something you don't know. Travis Kelsey, play him. <laughs> He's awesome. He's fantastic. Um, but I think that there's an opportunity this week to just find some value at the running back position. Ben's already named a couple. We'll probably continue, you know, when we get into tournaments. And you can pay up for these two tight ends. It's just, it's such a crapshoot. Everyone knows that. It's 
with at this position, there's just security there with those two guys and, and you're trying to find it elsewhere and it just, it doesn't exist. And there's another guy. And I talked earlier off the top of the show that if you want, and I find myself putting together some lineups, just including that Monday night game in Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. And I know we like Vance McDonald, Ben, I, sure, I know sure, it, sure. but Jesse James tight end one right now in fantasy. Ooh. It's not going to continue. No McDonald returned last week, but James still had five catches, 138 yards, and a touchdown. What, what I've noticed anyways in Bucks games and, and Steelers games is there's been a lot of weapons around, a lot of great wide receivers, and they've been they've been getting theirs, but all the attention's going on those wideouts, and it's leaving it guys like I like OJ Howard as well. Like guys open in the middle of the field, and that's exactly what James has taken advantage of lately. So I, I like the total. The Bucks so they allowed a league high twenty catches and, and the second most yards to tight end so far uh, on the season. All right, let's talk DST. Throw me out one one pick each. We're going to start with Chris Meany. Bears. The Bears. Bears. Yeah, yeah, Arizona. Last in yards, uh, passing yards, yards uh, per play, points. Bears first in sacks. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's going to be hard to <laughs> get away from. That sounds pretty good. The Bears. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, ben, uh, I like the like? Broncos. It's not necessarily that I think they're in like a fantastic spot. They are on the road. Uh, the Ravens' offense doesn't scare me a ton. I still think the Broncos are a pretty fairly solid defense. But mostly on DraftKings, like I just like the twenty four hundred dollar price tag, and it kind of surprised me that they were that low. And that's going to be a salary saver for you. Should be able to get you enough, and then you know you're going to be able to go get the Kelseys and the uh, Camaras and all those type of guys if you can save that much money on a defense especially when you're looking at like a a viking spot that's like nineteen hundred dollars more expensive i'll take the savings uh if i can find those smash spot players that i like a lot i've got a defense that's even cheaper do that i am i am interested in i'm saving it for the for the lineup of course that's that's when i bring out i pull out all the stops i bring out all my flamethrower comes into play when we're I'm excited. <laughs> Absolutely. Before we move into tournaments, I want to thank today's sponsor, Pristine Auction, the absolute best sports memorabilia site in the existence of humankind. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where we always go for very unique gifts, unique memorabilia. I'm looking at a beautiful signed jersey of Tevin Coleman himself. I don't know why I emphasize the man so much because I wanted to say Tevin Coleman. And it's just beaming on our wall. Our office in the Fantasy Footballers headquarters is just littered with these things. And I'm getting them for deals. I'm getting them for steals. They have hundreds of new things up every single day. The signatures are always authentic, guaranteed from Pristine Auction. Head over there. Check it out. See what they got. P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E auction.com. Make a completely free account. And when you do that, let them know that you heard about Pristine Auction from the Fantasy Footballers DFS show. And if you are going to play some FanDuel or some DraftKings and you've never played, make sure you use the promo code BALLERS when you are signing up. Helps out the show, gets you a little bit of a bonus. Let's talk about the tournaments. You down with GPP? All right, we're talking GPP, talking tournaments, talking guys with massive upside high-variance players, maybe they're a little bit dangerous. But you're hoping that the ownership percentage presents an opportunity for you to slide them in, get big points. Ben, 
Who are your tournament quarterbacks? Yeah, I feel like week? Deshaun Watson. Like you look at the the Giants at Texans, and it doesn't like it doesn't jump off the page at me as like an amazing matchup. But it's kind of the Cam Newton corollary that Meany was talking about. Like Watson seems to have shaken off the rust last week. He had 310 yards, two touchdowns, and he is. Yeah, the, because the Russ's name is Will Fuller. That's exactly <laughs> right. When Will Fuller is Who's there, back? he just makes this offense go. He provides so much upside. Will Fuller's healthy now. He's balling out. And uh, my point about what Meany was talking about with Cam Newton of the rushing upside, Watson's showing that. I mean, 44 yards last week. I believe he's had over 40 both games. And at home, even though it doesn't jump out at the page at me, it's still a very good matchup on paper. The Giants were very bad last year again. Eli Manning not being able to stand on his two legs is continuing to give the ball back to the other team, and that should increase Watson's upside as well. Um, who knows? Maybe Barkley catches 20 passes in this game. Uh, so I think there's a ton of upside there. And then I like Drew Brees, um, you know, tied to Michael Thomas. Uh, Brees is actually not that expensive when you look at what he was the first two weeks, and some of that is probably because he's on the road. But again, this Falcons defense, especially with pieces missing, doesn't scare me all that much. It's in a dome. Uh, I think this is Drew Brees' season, as I've been touching on. He still had a good game last week, just didn't blow up. And I think, again, you want to find those spots. And this could be another very high-scoring game um, with an over-under at about 53-and-a-half. And And as we touched on, most people are going to go to Mahomes, um, and Brees may be you know, a little bit forgotten about, and he could do something similar to what we saw in week one. All right, Chris Meany, you're, right. you're, you're about to talk about someone very handsome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, I'm going back to Jimmy G. While everyone goes oh, to Mahomes, handsome. I'm going to go to Mr. Handsome, <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo, who I spell wrong every yep, damn yep, time yep. I talk his name out. Listen, Arrowhead, tough place to play. We've we've touched on that. Defense, not as good as Minnesota's. And I thought Garoppolo passed the test week one in Minnesota. I thought he had uh, a good enough game. And listen, if if Mahomes is going to have his way and continue to score and put up points, then you know Garoppolo is going to have to try to keep up and throw the ball himself um, and 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 try to keep pace with because you know what, all the attention was to Garoppolo about eight. Eight months ago, six months ago, everyone would talk about Jimmy. Now everyone's sure. talking about Mahomes. This has a potential certainly to be a shootout. And, and you look at the Chiefs, most fantasy points quarterbacks, most passing yards allowed, most most yards in football. Uh, so it's a good matchup. And I'm, I haven't gotten nuts Ooh, yet really with you guys. Let's go. Um, and, and I'm about to hear. Um, yeah, I'm shocked. Yeah, I figured you would be. And then I start hearing news all day that, you know, this guy's hurt. This guy's hurt. This guy's hurt. Andrew Luck. Um, to me at $5,600, okay. I'm sitting there and staring at him and I'm, I'm watching this Eagles team and they get back Carson Wentz and, you know, we're talking about the Eagles being successful against the Colts and, and getting whatever they want. And maybe there's going to be some rust with Wentz. I'm sure that there will be, um, but they should have their way with the Colts. One thing I like about quarterbacks, especially with their cheap, we all know that luck has this ceiling. It's really high. He had over 300 yards last week. He has two touchdowns in each of his first two games. And those are just his first two games in a long, long time. One thing I like to look at with quarterbacks and tournaments, how often are they chucking? How often are they throwing mm. the ball? And Luck has thrown the ball a lot, 84 times the fourth most. They can't run the ball. They have no defense. The Eagles don't allow anything on the ground, the fewest yards on the ground this year and the fewest yards on the ground last year. And they've struggled 
with their secondary so far this year. I've seen it in the two games, the fifth most passing yards, the third, third most yards to wideouts on the season. Uh, so I just, I don't know. It's I got this feeling with luck. I'm going to save some. Do you know what you can do with your lineup? Would you play luck at $5,600? So I think he's going to have to throw the ball a ton, and I don't mind taking a shot at uh, some of his weapons. I, don't think I anyone's like that call, Meany. I like that. Let's go. Luck. All right. Well, what running backs do you like? Okay. Well, um, me? I'll just sure. continue to go. Why sure. not? Sure. I, like I was, as, I was, as going, I was throwing it. <laughs> no, I was throwing it to Ben because oh, we, okay. if you haven't noticed on this podcast, we yes. take turns talking. <laughs> but Ben you're... did not want to seize oh, no. the bull by the horns. The instead, he sat in the back. Yes, I waited a little bit like... Is he yeah, go? and now you're in, Chris. Meaning I'm ben, in. You're Let's out. go. I'll just continue. So because of luck, I have all this money, right? Uh, and then I'll, I'll go quick. McCaffrey, I'll steal your boy please from you, do, Ben. Please uh, do. It'd be basically the wide receiver one. Wide receiver one in his team. Let's be real. He plays running back, but he's got 20 catches and 24 targets. Leads all backs. His 24 targets, the seventh most in football. His 20 catches ranked second. Uh, he play, He's played 90% of the snaps in Carolina and Cincinnati. They struggled against backs last year who could catch as well. 840 receiving yards was, was the second most um, that they allowed uh, out of all the teams. So going with McCaffrey. And then Melvin Gordon, I'm interested in as well. Another guy that's just seeing a lot of volume through the air. He leads the Chargers in targets, catches. He's second receiving yards. He's got three touchdowns already, two of them through the air. And I know it's tough to run on Sue and Donald. It's going to be tough to run on those guys all year. But... You know, the Rams secondary, they just, it's so good that I feel like Rivers is going to have to just have a lot of dump offs. It kind of makes me like Austin Eckler a little bit as well and continuing to get nuts. You know, he's been involved through the air, 100 yards on the ground and in the air, eight catches. So I think both of these guys are going to be big part of the Chargers game plan of just getting the ball real quick and dumping it off. Okay, Ben, you're out of time out. Let me try to redeem myself here. You want yes, to talk about some running backs? Getting nuts. Matt Breida was in the GPP article last week, so just gonna just gonna say that. Oh, uh, I want to yeah, get back yeah. to Alvin Kamara. Nice. Um, only air quotes. Seventeen point nine DK points last week. He's super expensive, so I think it's somewhat easy for some people to just kind of look at that price and oh, you know, recency bias. He didn't do a ton last week, so I'm not gonna play a ton of him. But I just basically want him everywhere in this matchup. We saw what McCaffrey did last week. It's been very well touted that Atlanta can't cover pass-catching running backs. Alvin Kamara is the best one of the bunch, uh, maybe the best I've ever seen. And they have these injuries in Atlanta, um, just high-scoring game. I absolutely want exposure there. And so, again, you know, find some cheap options so that you can just mash Alvin Kamara in there. And then uh, we kind of touched on Latavius Murray. If Dalvin Cook is out, Latavius Murray makes a ton of sense uh, in tournaments and so does Corey Clement if for some reason Jay Jai doesn't play because we already know Darren Sproles already missed last week and probably isn't 100%. We've already touched on the fact that you know the Colts are going to have to throw. Well, why are they going to have to throw? The Eagles are probably going to have some good success in this game. Clement had a solid game last week and would be in line for a really nice stat line if he's going to start. So keep an eye on those and check out the injury report. The Eagles have brought Josh Adams up running back. They've brought him up from the practice squad. I believe the team is fully preparing for Jay and Darren Sproles to yeah, be out. Good. They're both going to be out. So I, I, oh, am all, too. I am all about that Corey Clement life. Oh, yeah. What Wide receivers. Chris Meany. Now the order's <laughs> all screwed up. I'm not going to let Ben talk twice in a row. I'm up. All right, Meany, your turn. 
All right. Uh, so, yeah, again, just trying to be a little bit different here with some tournaments and grabbing some guys at low ownerships that I know have high ceilings. And I think Julio, you know, Michael Thomas, we've already talked about him and, and that game. And, and just for Julio, I mean, the targets are there, 41% of them. Uh, Matt Ryan, it, you know what? I, I, we, we dissed him a lot, and I know everybody has, and especially after that first game of the season in Philadelphia after his last game of last season in Philadelphia doing nothing. Maybe he just can't play in Philadelphia. Um, but, you know, he was pretty good last week and he he, he ran that touchdown and looked like LA. Yeah, I mean, he 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 looked pretty good. So I'm going to with Julio here. Overall, 28 targets, 15 grabs, 233 yards. I, I think it's just going to be a high-scoring game. It could be a lot of points. Uh, and, and Atlanta won both of these games last year against the Saints uh, towards the end of the year when the Saints defense was really good. And I don't know, like, are, is the Saints defense good? There's don't players know. on that know. team that should be good, but I'm just going to continue to pick on them, I guess. Like, fourth most passing yards, receiving yards in two games. They haven't looked good, and, you know, there were signs last week of looking okay, and then they let that bomb to Callaway over the top late in the game. Like, that's inexcusable. So I'm going with going with Julio, and then <laughs> if I'm playing Lock, I'm mm. playing T.Y. I'm playing Hilton. So Of course. I, T.Y. Jones, the success in Philly week one. Deshaun Jackson, first play of the game, burned him over the top. The fifth most fantasy points of wideouts so far uh, and the fourth most catches to them. So that's that's how you beat Philly. You, you throw the ball and they're going to have no choice but to throw the ball this weekend. And if he doesn't play for whatever reason, I'm going Ryan Grant. Oh, oh 4, 4K too. So I'm getting and, and Doyle maybe out too. So I, I'm, I know it doesn't look good, but I'm getting some piece of this offense. I got this weird feeling. Sure. Moving to the tight end position. Oh, ben, no. So not because I didn't pick. talk, I, we're just skipping my GPP wide receivers altogether. Is that, what, <laughs> is that what's happening here? <laughs> Dang it. Yes. Uh, let me sneak him in. No, I know. I, I'm all, I know, I'm all I know, screwed up, I know, man. You've messed fault. up me, the whole I'm gonna show. I'm going to do the rest of this from the corner here. It's all um, that Andrew listen, I know talk. it's very easy when there's so many games and so many players and week to week, everything's changing to kind of forget. Like There's certain players that you want to – consider every single week even in dfs and if they they're they're the cornerstones if they have a bad matchup that's not necessarily a bad thing for the elite of the elite because it means in tournaments you can get them at a low ownership percentage when you usually can't and that's a guy like odell beckham and he had a solid game in week one against jacksonville and came very close to a huge game if eli manning would have hit him on at least one touchdown throw that I saw from about 30 yards out. So in a game where, you know, Meany's already talked about all these different high-scoring games, all these good spots, Odell Beckham is a guy that's likely to go overlooked, especially because the Giants looked awful last week. But the Giants just don't play Dallas all that well recently. And Odell Beckham is a guy that just hasn't, for whatever reason, lit up the secondary a ton ever since the crazy catch that he had. And I think some of it is pace of play. Well, Deshaun Watson with Will Fuller out there is throwing a lot. Um, There's upside here, especially with cornerback Kevin Johnson for the defense uh, continuing out with a concussion. And then this is kind of my let's get nuts, Meanie, uh, because there's a guy in yes. Jacksonville whose price has not really changed at all, oh. and that is very oh. intriguing to me. I Slapping am Mr. Dante Moncrief here because you look at D.D. Uh, Westbrook. He's gone up to $4,600. Well, Keelan Cole, great game last week, very talented player. 
He's all the way up at $5,600. They all kind of started at the same place with Marquise Lee out. And Dante Moncrief's salary really hasn't changed at all. Still $3,800. And the very interesting thing about that is Moncrief actually leads this team in targets. So he has seen 14. That's higher than Westbrook. That's higher than Cole. He is a salary saver. And on top of that, he's a guy that's going to be low owned. And if he hits, giving you kind of that low ownership and that low salary, allowing you to go get guys like Kamara or Thomas, et cetera, et cetera, then he's going to put you in a good spot in tournaments. And the matchup makes sense. We saw what Bortles did last week. Tennessee is not super scary and the Jaguars are at home. So he's a guy that I'm probably going to be sliding into a few tournament lineups and hoping for the best. All right, Ben, I'm going to let you totally redeem yourself, and you're going yes. back to back. Right, well, Give me this is where I've pick. been saving for Travis Kelsey. I know he just blew up, but the matchup makes a ton of sense. Um, we've already touched on that a little bit. But George Kittle, okay, I'm going back to him in tournaments because he All burned right. a lot of people last week. Well, he still was on the field. Uh, he still ran a lot of pass routes, and pass routes are indicative of you know future success. We don't want to give in to the volatility of, of week-to-week um, target numbers because we don't exactly know, you know, what's going to happen week to week because as we touched on in the preseason, kind of in those shows and those articles, like it, it can vary, very greatly from week to week. And that's what we saw with Travis Kelsey from week one to week two. Well, this could be a similar situation. Meany's already talked about Jimmy Garoppolo, George Kittle, the starting tight end, um, still relatively cheap. I think because people got burned last week, a lot of them will be off of him. But we've touched on this Chiefs pass defense. We want to attack week in and week out. And it looks like Marquise Goodwin's coming back. We don't really know how he's going to be. Garcon doesn't really excite me. Brita just blew up. Like this could be the official very, very good George Kittle game, even though he had that in week one in a tough matchup against the Vikings. I think that it could boomerang back to him this week at somewhat of a low ownership percentage, again, because people don't want to play him because they were hurt. Don't give in to that type of recency bias either. If it makes sense, put him in your lineup. All right, Meany, how about you? As we'll keep the theme here with the Colts. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Eric Ebron, I'm going to, I just, yeah, I'm going to go a little different away from Doyle. Now, keep an eye on Doyle and the hip injury, but Ebron uh, is pretty cheap, $3,400 on DraftKings. And for Frank Reich, I mean, he did this, amazingly in Philadelphia last year, used all his tight ends and head coach now with the Colts. And he's been using both of these guys. I know Doyle's the one who leads in targets and catches and yards, but Ebron has a touchdown in each game. And and he is certainly a mismatch that I think the Eagles are going to have some, some issues with. So I have no problem rolling him out. All right. We're going to talk about stacks that we love that we're trying to build some lineups around. Stack attack. All right, Ben, your favorite stack to start your lineup. I like Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, and I already talked about Deshaun Watson. I mean, Hopkins kind of a little bit getting slept on. I think, like I talked about, this is a better matchup than it kind of seems like on paper. We saw not only Will Fuller, but DeAndre Hopkins get healthy last week as well um, and get successful in the stat category, and I think that continues this week. Um, And I don't think that their prices are super excessive. Uh, I think that that's a good one to get your lineup started. Meany, I can probably guess who your <laughs> no, favorite no, stack no, of the no, week no. is. 
it's not it's not like and there's more plays in in the dfs pass and ones that will make more sense to some people out there but uh, i'd like the i like the cousins and and stack yeah it's it's just safer it's uh it's a little bit pricey but i i mean it's the biggest mismatch on the board i know for a fact the vikings are going to put up points this weekend absolutely and my favorite stack to start my roster the Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan, mm. Julio Jones. I want in on that action. Mm, and speaking man. of actions, it's time for the battle. DFS Battle Royale. Now, before we get into some incredible lineups, I have to tell you, fellas, I was scrambling over here while you were talking about tight ends to see if I could rebuild a lineup real quick because this is not really a breaking news type of podcast. No. Ooh. But it's uh, it's yet again sounding rough for Dalvin mm. Cook who is missing practice. He claims he's going to be able to play, but we we kind of casually mentioned this at the top of the show. But keep an eye on Dalvin Cook because Latavius Murray is not expensive. And Latavius Murray alone in that backfield versus the Buffalo Bills would be uh, top 12 running back on the week. So just make sure you uh, you keep your eye on that. I was not able for – lucky for you guys, I was not able to cram together some just absolute <laughs> – That's great for all my season-long teams. I owe a, a lot of Murray. Than yeah, I, uh, I do too. expected it to be, to be honest. Right. It's almost like they knew, right? I mean, I know – with that with with last week and how it's happened and some question marks that Latavius has been I, I've noticed right off the get go I noticed week one because I thought it could be a scenario game script week one right away against San Fran where we could see a lot of, of Murray but I was surprised the usage with Cook was pretty high. All right, Chris Meany, who do you got in the, your uh, your lineup? So a, a lot of the backs that we've already talked about, of course, I'm going to roll with Cam Newton. Um, you know. I do like Cousins a lot. I don't think that'll change anything if Latavius gets in there. He's not going to pass catch as much as Cook would, but uh, Cam Newton for me. Jordan Howard and Miller. Uh, I love Lamar Miller. Ben touched on him earlier. Michael Thomas is in there. I'm going to play him in cash everywhere that I can fit him in. I like Nelson Aguilar as well. Had him last week, and he was a similar price, and he, I still think he's in line for a lot of targets. I like Keelan Cole. I think it's a good matchup against the Titans, and I, I love the rapport with him and Blake Bortles dating back to last season. Ebron's in there at tight end. Austin Eckler. I'm being a little different Whoa! here. Eckler is in the flex spot. Uh, I feel pretty uh, confident that he's going to catch a few balls this week, and, and um, that allows me to pay up for the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. All right. Ben. Uh, first question, Ben. Do uh, we, we don't. Have the the only thing I know week? is that my team was not good, and uh, I was I – was, I was scrambling on the way out here to move to PA, so that's, <laughs> that's going to be my know. excuse, and I'll try to get back on the horn here for week uh, three. But yeah, my team, uh, yeah, struggled a little bit. Well, considering I had the Patrick Mahomes Tyree Kill stack, okay. I think I did okay. yeah. pretty, You're pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So there I'm just go. claiming the victory. You Thank yeah, you, you Ben. Um, I'm going to go with Pat Mahomes this week. Um, week? I'm going to go with Kareem Hunt and Lamar Miller, both cash running backs I talked about, as Meany touched on, and I threw out as well, Nelson Aguilar. Um, I'm rolling even more with Kansas City and Sammy Watkins, a guy that I liked as a tournament play last week. Put up some solid numbers, and I like the price. I like the matchup. Another guy whose price I like, Devin Funchess. The volume is increasing with Greg Olson out, and his price didn't change much from last week, and I think that the – Landscape makes more sense for him at the wide receiver position this week. Um, 
I am smashing in Alvin Kamara, as I touched on. I'm going cheap at defense with the Broncos. And then the tight end that I have not talked about yet is Trey Burton. I think he makes sense in a game where Chicago should somewhat control it, even though they're on the road. Yeah. And even though we saw Allen Robinson get pelted with targets last week, and I think he makes sense in cash because his price is pretty affordable. He is going to be dealing somewhat with Patrick Peterson. I think that could funnel more targets to Trey Burton. And I like his $3,900 price tag on DraftKings. I was actually going to play Kyle Rudolph, but pivoting down to Burton allowed me to pay up for Mahomes, and I like that strategy. All right, for my roster, I'm starting off with Matt Ryan. I'm getting in on that uh, ridiculous over-under of of the Saints-Falcons. I'm stacking him with Julio Jones. That's how I'm forming this lineup. At the running back position, I got Jordan Howard. I firmly believe Chicago controls this game against Arizona, and Jordan Howard eats with over 20 attempts. Kareem Hunt? Kareem Hunt at $6,000? Yes, please. I also hey. have Sammy Watkins in my lineup, Ben, so I I see you. Stephon Diggs is my wide receiver three. I'm rolling with George mm-hmm. Kittle. I love George Kittle this weekend in particular. And then I we're, we record this podcast on a Thursday night. I am taking the risk of I'm getting <laughs> right. Corey Clement in there at the flex at the flex position, knowing that on a Thursday night, by the time it's Sunday, maybe Jay Ajayi is okay. But I will take the risk. And then the defense right. that everyone has been waiting for. Because when I mentioned them, I'm taking the Mm. Dallas Cowboys at $2,200. Yes, they're on the road. Yes, Seattle is a tough place to play. But Russell Wilson has absolutely no help. And we we saw the recipe to beat the Seattle Seahawks. The Cowboys don't have the pass rush of the Chicago Bears. But they didn't really have a problem getting to Eli Manning this past Sunday night. So I'm going to give them a whirl at $2,200. It lets me fill out my other positions with some pretty strong plays. So there you have it, ladies and I gentlemen. I like that, too. Their D-line is, oh, is thank closer you. Thank you, uh, to the Bears' D-line than I think you even made it out to be. Like They have a solid D-line. That is a good pick. Wilson's been sacked 12 times. Yeah, it, it's troubles. It's troublesome up in Seattle. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Reminder, check out ultimatedfspass.com for our, our premium resource. So, so much more available there if you go and check that out. I wish you the best of luck. Hope you take down some cash Woo. games. Maybe, maybe take down some tournaments as well. And we will see you next Friday. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Fantasy Footballers DFS Podcast. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.thefantasyfootballers.com.